0: Hello, good morning, this is Rick Pina and I'm bringing you today's word for February 21st, 2023. If you're new here, what we do on today's word, I've actually been doing this for over 25 years. Now the video portion is about 13 years old, but the email portion is 25 years old. So for 25 years, I get up every five days a week, get into the word of God, share word, scripture with you, and then ask you this question. So what does this mean for you today? And then God gives me like Bible application like real life application that we can apply to our lives on a daily basis. And so we're learning and growing from the word of God. Right now I'm doing a series on the miracles of Jesus. This is part 32 of the overall series. And yesterday I introduced you to the Syrophoenician woman. This woman, the Syrophoenician woman had a daughter who was demon possessed and she came to Jesus to get her breakthrough. So this is the Syrophoenician woman part two. The title of today's message is worship Helps you believe God. Say this. Say my worship puts me in a position to believe God. When you worship God in earnest, it opens up your heart to receive from from God on on a level that that previously seemed impossible. Because when you are worshiping God in His presence, it creates an atmosphere where the supernatural is natural to you, where you can see the invisible and believe the impossible. Say, my worship. It worship, it changes you. It opens you up. Get ready to receive the word of God today about worship and about believing God. So here we go. Uh, If you haven't done so already, you can put in the chat. Worship positions me or worship prepares me to be able to believe God. Worship puts me in a position where I'm going to believe God for anything. Like like the supernatural is natural to me. The impossible is possible for me. Why? Because worship put me in a position to where I'm open to the move of the Holy Spirit. Before we get into the scripture for this morning, I want to look at Psalms 126 and verse four. This is a scripture that our church, we're looking at all year and I'll be sharing it with you most of the year Psalms 126 and verse 4 the the Bible says now Lord do it again now those of you that follow me on on YouTube I've been putting out these YouTube shorts that's like a one minute like one like it's almost like a one minute sermon right I've been putting out these YouTube shorts well as soon as today's word is over a little while after that I'm gonna put out a a, a YouTube short uh from Psalms 126 and verse 4. Lord, do it again. And so just follow me on YouTube. Check out that short later on. It's going to be a blessing to you. Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us where the Lord is going to take us back. Whatever you lost, I know 2022 was a difficult season. Whatever you lost along the way, it seems like sometimes people walk with God and they get dry. They just, like, you know, like the, the zeal and the passion and the fervor is gone. But guess what? The Lord is going to do it again. The Lord is going to bring all of that back. Say, Lord, do it again. God is bringing it back in this season. The Bible says, make streams of your refreshing flow over us until all the dry hearts are drenched again. Put this in the chat. No dry places for me. I'm talking about every dry area in my life is going to be drenched again. Say, Lord, do it again. Y'all got it? All right. So now let's get into the word for this morning. So we've been looking at Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28 Yesterday, I introduced you to the Syrophoenician woman, and part of my assignment as a Bible teacher, if you missed yesterday's message, you should go back and watch it because I I talked a little bit about Syrophoenicia, that whole region, uh, how all of these different cultures and customs and courtesies came together, and how Jesus, although he was called to the Jews and focused primarily on the Jews, he was in in an area where there were other people, and it just so happens that this Syrophoenician woman came and fell at Jesus' feet. And so I'm teaching you, I have to give you like the customs and courtesies. I like to teach you what the Bible meant back then before I draw any conclusions to what it means to you today. You should be weary of preachers that just read something and then just jump and don't really have an understanding of what it meant back then. If you don't understand what it meant back then, you're going to make mistakes when you try to draw conclusions to what it means to us today. You got to understand the context and the setting. So this woman, this Syrophoenician woman had a daughter. Her daughter was demon possessed. And the demons were causing her daughter to be tormented, tormented tremendously, the Bible says. And so the, the, the mother, the Syrophoenician woman, she heard about Jesus and how Jesus was this Jewish miracle worker. So she came to Jesus and she asked Jesus to provide a breakthrough for her daughter. Now she didn't bring the daughter, The daughter was not there. She didn't need to bring the daughter. She just brought her faith. And she said, she addressed Jesus. And initially, the text says that when she addressed Jesus, Jesus ignored her. At first, he ignored her. Now, Jesus was focused on his mission, his assignment. I shared with you yesterday that Jesus was called to minister to the Jews, the children of Israel, the children of Abraham, not the Gentiles. God's plan was, say God's plan. God's plan was this. Jesus was supposed to minister to the Israelites first, the children of Abraham, and then later his ministry would go to the Gentiles. So other than the encounter that Jesus had with the Roman centurion, who was a Gentile, Jesus's ministry was primarily to the Jews, not the Gentiles. So the disciples who always saw Jesus just minister to Jews, 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 not Gentiles, other than the Roman centurion, they initially asked Jesus to send this woman away send her away, Jesus. And Jesus was ignoring her at first, but she fell down at his feet. And he says to her, listen, lady, I was sent only. This is what Jesus said out of his own lips. I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But this woman was determined. So she fell down at Jesus's feet and she began to worship and she worshiped at his feet and she called them first, she had called them Jesus, the son of David. Then she called him Lord. She said, Lord, help me. And Jesus answered and said again to her, listen, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. This woman is at her feet, at his feet, worshiping him. And Jesus said, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. I shared with you yesterday that this Jesus called this lady a dog. So, so this he, I, I don't care. Like you know, you, you say, well, Rick, you don't understand the, the setting of the time. Uh, you know, back then there was this common reference to dogs. Uh, I, I've I've even heard uh, other uh, preachers h- highlight that in Greek there are two words for dogs, and one word is commonly used in other scriptures, but the word for dog. Greek word for dog used in this particular scripture meant like a house pet or a puppy and you know and so it's like less insulting no I don't care what you think like I don't care how less insulting you think that is. Like I don't care who you are, you. If I'm there begging at your feet and you say it's not right to give the children's bread to the dogs, that's insulting. Like that's gonna sting. Like that's. I don't care how you try to justify it. Oh, the other word for dog means street dog, rabbit dogs. This word means house pet and puppy. Like it was better. No, a dog is a dog. He called this woman a dog, so that's not. It was insulting. But I told you yesterday, you cannot get offended. She didn't get offended. She believed God. She just stood there. I know if it were today, oh my God, if it was today, like, you know, let's just pick, let's pause for a minute. Let's just think about if it was today. Let's say I'm from Brooklyn, y'all. Let's say that this was today and this this is a woman from Brooklyn. Oh Jesus. This woman would have been like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did, this, did he just call me a dog? You know, maybe followed by some other choice words, but this woman was unfazed. Like she was there for her breakthrough and she was not going to let anything stop her. She could not, afford to get offended let me pause there I shared with this you know, with you yesterday about not getting offended and the danger of getting offended listen look at me put this in the chat say I cannot afford to get offended like at the end of the day when you're believing God for something you don't you cannot afford to get offended when you get in offense you're no longer in faith when you get in offense you're all up in your feelings when you get in offense you're all up in your emotions and I told you yesterday do not allow your feelings to ruin your faith right? You don't want to allow your feelings. Put that in the chat. I will not allow my feelings to ruin my faith. She could not afford to get offended. She didn't get offended. He said, well, it's not even right for me to take the children's bread and to give it to the dogs. And you know what she said? She said, that's true, Lord. But even the dogs eat the crumbs That fall from the master's table. Like I I will take the scraps, Mr. Jesus. She was saying, Listen, let me give you the Rick Pina version, RPV of this. She was saying, Mr. Jesus, I understand that your ministry is focused on the Jews. I understand that you came with a purpose. I understand that the bulk of your anointing is Jewish-centered. But I also understand that I'm only asking for one touch. I'm only asking for one word. I'm only asking for one ounce of the blessing that you have offered to the Jews. You've offered your blessing to the Jews and they rejected you. Here I am. I just want one little touch. I just want one little word. If you give me a word, I know my daughter will be delivered. Jesus was like, whoa, this woman, he was moved. Jesus said, this woman, woman, you have great faith. There were only two people that Jesus said had great faith. And both of them were Gentiles, non-Jews. He said, woman, you have great faith. What you want is granted just like that. What you want is granted. And the woman got up and said, thank you. And she walked away. Now watch this. He said, what you want is granted. That's it. Her daughter wasn't there. She didn't see the demon leave. Nothing. She said, what would you say? what you want is granted. Thank you. She walked away. She took Jesus at his word. She believed it. She walked away like it was already done. Jesus said, this woman has great faith. Just like the Roman centurion, he walked away like it was already done. Jesus said he had great faith. Put this in the chat. Say, I have great faith. You might need to say that by faith, but I'm talking about a faith that can just believe God without seeing it. You walk away like it's already done. You ready? All right. What does this mean for you today? What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, I need you to open up your heart and receive. You got to have great faith to walk away like it's already done. Number one, never underestimate the power of worship. I don't know about you, man, but I love to worship. I love worship. I love to just lose myself in worship. I love worshiping God where, where, like, like I love like in church, let's just use church as an example. You don't have to be in church to worship. But I'll use church as an example. So we do praise and worship at church. So we start off fast songs. You know, when I think back over my life, you know, and so I'm thinking about the goodness of God and and I'm singing about the things that God has done and I'm singing about God's favor on my life and I'm singing about the blessing of God. Yeah. And I'm praising God for what he has done. That's great. I like praise songs, but I love it when when the music slows down. And, and and we shift from singing about God, and then we start to worship God for who he is, and just start to worship God. Now, at, at this point, I'm not asking you for anything, I'm just worshiping you for who for who you are. And then, then, then I love this. And then I love it when the when the music ministry shifts from singing about God. From singing to God, oh man! When well, we start to minute, I love you, Jesus. I can't sing y'all, but I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Well, now I start just to worship, now I'm I'm not singing about God, I'm singing to God. And I come on now, you lose yourself in worship. Worship ushers us in to the presence of God. Worship ushers us in to the, I mean, like it creates an atmosphere that is conducive to the move of the Holy Ghost. When this woman initially comes to Jesus, says, hey, Jesus, thou son of David, I have a daughter, she's demon possessed, and you know, she's tormented, and he ignored her. He he ignored her at first. He, he ignored her words, but he could not ignore her worship. Ah! He ignored her words but when she fell down and started worshipping him she he could not ignore her worship listen i'm telling you god can god will not Ignore your worship. Like, like worship, worship, you there when you're worshiping God and you just create this atmosphere. It's an outpour. When you get there, April, oh, I see April uh, Cunningham is on. April, my God, you did a good job on Sunday. Oh, man. Like like uh, April was singing and she just ushered us in to the presence of the Lord at our church on Sunday. Oh, my God, that was so good. But anyway, uh, worship creates this atmosphere for an outpour. Say outpour. R- worship, you should worship at home. I, I Like you worship and it, it creates an atmosphere for. An outpour of the glory of God. I don't care what you're facing this morning. You've been praying about it. You've been talking, you've been talking to your girlfriends about it. You've been, yeah, yeah, you maybe even posted something on Facebook about it. Why don't you spend time with God on your knees and worship and worship over it. Just worship. Lord, I thank you. Lord, despite what I'm going through, despite the fact that it hasn't changed yet, despite the fact that I'm believing you, is on my my prayer closet wall, is on my vision board and it hasn't happened. How about this? How about just take a few minutes to worship God? Just start to worship God on your knees. Worship the King of Glory. Worship creates an atmosphere that is conducive to the power of God being manifested in your life. While you're waiting on God, why don't you worship while you're waiting on, while you're going through it. Worship God in the middle of it. Worship shifts your attention from your situation to God. Worship puts you in a position. Worship puts you in a posture where you are open to God. Put this in the chat. Say, worship makes me open to God. Worship puts you in a position of submission. Worship puts you in a position of honor. Worship puts you in a posture where, watch this, Worship puts you in a posture, watch this, where God is free to do whatever he wants to do. Come on, man. When you are worshiping God, when you worship, when God can see that you will worship him despite what you're going through, worship puts you in a position and in a posture where God is free to do whatever he wants to do. Lord, I love you. I just, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I just want to worship you. I extol you. And Lord, you're, you're free to do whatever you want to do in my life. You are God. And besides you, there is no other. You're God. Your plans are better than mine. I know I have plans, God, but your. Plans Plans are better than my plans. Whatever you I just want what you want. I don't want anything but what you want. Lord, I love you. You are the Lord of my life. You are my king. You are my master. You are my ruler. Whatever you want, God, I'll do. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. You just worship God. Lord, it puts you in a position to where God can do whatever he wants to do. Jesus initially ignored her words, but he could not ignore her worship. Say worship. Oh, glory to God. All right, number two. Number two, never underestimate the power of faith. When you are in a position where you are worshiping God, where you worship, 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 then really it puts you in a position where you can release your faith. Jesus was purpose-driven. Jesus only said those things he heard the Father say. Jesus only did those things he saw the Father do. Jesus was, was all about the Father, and he was assigned to the Jews. He was not assigned to the Gentiles, so this Syrophoenician woman was not a Jew. So Jesus was therefore not assigned to her. So he ignored her at first, but he could not ignore her, her worship. He could not ignore her faith. The Syrophoenician woman's faith interrupted Jesus's assignment. Think about that for a minute. She had enough faith that Jesus diverted from his primary mission to release God's power to deliver this woman's daughter from a demon because she had enough faith. Think about this woman. minute. Jesus was laser focused on his assignment. Jesus knew the timeline. He and the Godhead had established. This is the timeline. Jesus left heaven, came to the earth. Jesus was born as a Jew. Jesus was born to minister to the Jews. Jesus' assignment was to live as a spotless lamb to pay the penalty for what Adam did in the garden. He was supposed to be born spotless. He was born of a virgin, live a sinless life. He was supposed to die for our sins, be raised from the dead for the remission of sin, and then ascend up into heaven. And then once he left and ascended back into heaven, then the New Testament church would be established. And the New Testament church was supposed to be established to Jews first then it would expand to the Gentiles. So all of that, that's the plan. Say, that's the plan. This woman's faith interrupted the plan. That, like this woman said, Lord, I, I know, I know, I know you got this plan. I know you got it all laid out. I know you got this timeline. I know it's not my time yet. I know, I know, I know the Gentiles are going to get the blessing later. I know the Gentiles are going to get the Holy Ghost later. And I, I, I got it. I got it that you're not here for me. But, but but I'm just asking for one word. I'm just asking for one touch. I'm talking about this woman had faith and she had, she had so much faith that Jesus did it anyway. Jesus was like, I'm not even here for you. I'm not even here. I'm not supposed to be ministering to you. Lady, but but man, because of your worship and because of your faith, watch be it unto you, your daughter is delivered, and just like that, her daughter was delivered. Do you have that kind of faith? Listen, do you have the type of faith that God will shift some things around for you? Come on, man. I'm talking about God, we God can shift timelines around for you. The Syrophoenician woman had faith. And Jesus had the power and she tapped into the power of God to do the supernatural in her life. And her daughter was made free because she had that type of faith. My question is, do you have that type of faith? Put in the chat, say, yes, yes, sir, I do. I have, I believe God. Do you believe God? All right. All right. Number three, last point for today. There is nothing God can't do if you have the faith to believe in his limitless power. There's nothing God can do. Listen, God, God, can, God can do anything. God, The impossible can become possible for you, but you have to have the faith to believe in God's limitless power. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, faith is how you make an exchange. The Syrophoenician woman knew that there was grace on Jesus's life to cast out demons. And so she was like, okay, listen, Mr. Jesus, I got it that you're not assigned to me. I got it. That is not our time yet, but there is grace on your life to cast out demons. I know that. I mean, like, like, it's it's commonly known that you go around casting out demons. Now, my daughter has a demon. The demon is tormenting her. Now, you there's grace on your life to cast out demons. Remember, faith begins where the will of God is known. Where there is no grace, there can be no faith. She knew the grace of God was on Jesus to cast out demons. So she released her faith in her position of worship. She released her faith and her faith tapped into God's grace. That's how it is. The woman released her faith. She tapped into the grace of God that was on Jesus's life to cast out demons. And then Jesus spoke. Jesus just spoke words. Woman, you have great faith. What you want is granted. And just like that, she walked away. Now, if you carefully study the Gospels, and I've, I've read the Bible multiple times and I do study the Gospels, but if you study the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you can also probably include the book of Acts, study the Gospels, study Acts. If you carefully study every encounter that Jesus had with people, you will find that there were only two people that Jesus said had great faith, and both people were non-Jews. Both people were people that were not supposed to get their blessing. The, both people interrupted Jesus's timeline with their faith. They had great faith. And, and both people, the Roman centurion and the Syro-Phoenician woman, both people walked away when Jesus just spoke words and they took Jesus at his word. Now, one had a servant who was sick. Jesus spoke words and healing pow, had to go. Another, the Syrophoenician woman, had a daughter who was demon-possessed. Jesus spoke words, and the demon had to go. And so what I'm saying is, you got to have the faith to take God at his word. In both cases, God just spoke a word, and they walked away like it was already done. Now, in the world, people say, I will believe it when i see it but in the kingdom of god you you can't see it until you believe it so as a believer you have to believe it before you can see it as a believer you have to open up your heart to believe god she did not have to wait first of all she didn't say jesus i need you to come to my house i don't need all that she didn't say jesus i need to wait to get home to see if she's delivered before I... no no she didn't need all that she took jesus jesus just said your daughter what you asked for is granted And She said, thank you. She just walked away like it was already done. I'm talking about nothing is impossible to him that believes, but you got to have the faith to to take God at his word. You got to have the faith to believe. Listen, when God speaks to you and and you're dealing with something in your body, like an illness or a disease, and God gives you a word, you got to believe. You got to stand on that word. If you're dealing with your children and your children acting crazy, but God gives you a word about your children, You got to believe God, what God said over you, even when it doesn't, even when they keep acting crazy, like you're going to have to continue to believe God for your children, your marriage, your finances, your career, your whatever you believe God. If you are, are you walking? Let me ask, ask it to you this way as I close. Are you living by faith or are you living by sight? The Roman centurion didn't need to see it. He walked away like it was already done. The Syrophoenician woman didn't need to see it. She walked away like it was already done. There are some people that go to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday but they don't have faith. They go to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, but they still need to see things before they believe it. listen, I am preaching and teaching to you on the miracles of God. why? so that you can increase your faith. I want you to believe God. I want you I want you to see the invisible. I want you to believe the impossible and I want the impossible to become possible for you. put this in the chat, say the impossible. Is possible for me. You got to get to the point where the impossible becomes possible for you. But right? Even though you cannot see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, you cannot validate it with your senses. There is no sense realm evidence to support what God said. There may be sense realm evidence to, that goes against what God said, but put this in the chat. I believe God. I'm going to believe God. I walk by faith and not by sight. I, I, I live by faith and not by fear. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what God said and the church said amen. Say amen to that, all right? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Put this in the chat. I don't live by what I see. Put it in the chat. I live by what God said. Now, lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. This year, your supernatural power will be manifested in my life like never before. I spend time in worship. I spend time at your feet. I spend time crying out to you and worshiping your holy name. My worship changes my focus. My worship puts all my attention on you and your limitless power. In worship, fear, doubt, and unbelief flee from me. In worship, stress, care, and concern fall off of me. In worship, I create an environment where you are free, Father, to do whatever you want to do in my life. And in the middle of my worship, I release my faith. Living this way, I know I will experience your best this year like never before. The impossible is possible for me because I believe in your limitless power. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. I hope you're learning. Please apply it and prosper. Put in the chat, the impossible is possible for me. There's nothing that's impossible for me. Why? Because I believe God. I hope that you're learning from the miracles, that you're getting excited, that that your faith is being stirred up and edified and built up, that you are getting to the point where you believe God can do anything. You know why? Because God can do anything. You are only limited by your capacity to believe God. Mark 9 and 23 says, all things are possible for him who believes. So all things, say this, are possible for me. All right. I love you. God loves you more. I need you to do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Just tell me if this message, you know, how it was a blessing. And then number two, share the message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.